Five Stones Church thanks you for listening to this message from Pastor Ryan Smith. For more information, events, and the latest news, consider connecting with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Together, we can awaken a generation. Quick statistics. If a teenager who is from an unsaved home gets born again, teenager, unsaved home, mom and dad don't know the Lord, teenager comes to, comes to church, comes to a revival, comes to a conference, they get to know the, they get to know the Lord for their own spiritual encounter. If they get to know the Lord, there's a 6% chance that that family will then be one and converted through the power of Christ. If a mother in the same situation, husband doesn't know the Lord, children don't know the Lord, if a mother gets born again, there is a 17% chance that the rest of that family, her husband, her children, there's a 17% chance that then that mother will likewise be able to convert the family. Listen to this. If a father from an unsaved home where his wife, his kids do not know the Lord, there is a 95% chance that that family will be one to the power of Christ. That being said, men, I speak to you this morning. There is a reason you are attacked. There is a reason. Because the devil never goes to war where there are no spoils. And he's coming after you, and you've got to remember that. So I kind of want to encourage you guys today. Um, but it, it makes sense why we would be at the top of the devil's hit list. On a Monday through Friday, whether it be to work more hours, whether it be to, to flirtatious relationship, whether it be a disagreement with your wife, whatever it is, if there's a 95% chance that me, being the head of my family, knowing and loving the Lord, my entire family has a 95% chance of getting saved. That's incredible. That is absolutely incredible. So that being said, um, if you will, go in, your, go in your Bibles with me for just a moment. Matthew 17, 14 through 18. And when you're there, let's go ahead and stand up this morning. So again, Matthew 17, verses 14. Thank you, guys. All right. And when they were come to the multitude, there came to him a certain man kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is a lunatic and sore vexed. For oftentimes he falleth into the fire and often into the water. And I brought him to thy disciples and they could not cure him. Verse 17. Then Jesus answered and said to them, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him hither to me. Jesus rebuked the devil, and he departed out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. Father God, Lord, we thank you for your word this morning, God. Lord, we thank you that it is sharper than any two-edged sword, God. And Lord, we thank you for being with us this morning. God, I ask that you use me as a vessel, Father. Lord, to communicate your gospel, Father, to communicate what you've given me this morning and be able to impart that into the lives of the men in this room. God, I thank you for who you are. I thank you for being a perfect father. And Lord, I honor you this morning in this house. In Jesus' name, amen. Y'all can be seated. So I, I, came, I came, to this, came to this passage of Scripture, and I want to go ahead and kind of break this down a little bit. So put, put verse 14 back up there for me, guys, please. So verse 14, They were come to him to the multitude. They came to him a certain man kneeling down to him and saying, verse 15, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is a lunatic and sore vexed. So let's stop right there. 
So I, I kind of started breaking apart because this, this scripture was on me heavy, and I kind of started breaking this apart. So I noticed a couple of just key things. So first of all, let's set the stage, right? So there's a multitude of people. There's not five. There's not ten. There's a multitude. I, I see it as several hundred, maybe a thousand. I mean, Jesus is in town. It's, it's a big deal. So there's a multitude, a large group of people. It's not a small group of people. It's a, it's a large amount. And out of that large amount, the multitude, a single man came to him. Okay, now, this is, we call this a synoptic gospel. This is also written about by, by Luke and Mark. This is found in Luke 9.37 as well as Mark 9.14. Immediately in my mind, if three apostles wrote about it, it made it into the Bible. We might want to pay attention to it. <laughs> so, that being said... So a certain man, one single person, pushed his way through the multitude because his son needed a miracle. His son needed to be delivered from demonic possession. And he knew, the father had the insight and the revelation to know that if he could get his child to, the, to Christ, that his son would be, would be healed and, and would be saved. So, verse 14 again. So a crowd, it's a group of people, large group of people. There is one man that pushed through the crowd to get his child to the only person, the only, the only vessel that he knew could get the healing for his child. I want to look at the posture of the father. So first of all, the father, the father pushed his way through. And, and when I see that, when I see a multitude of people, and I see this one father with his child, his child's demon-possessed, and I see him move, move. Because he's desperate, right? But when he gets to the feet of Christ, he kneels. He didn't, he didn't come and say, whoa, 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 stop what you're doing. My, I need a miracle. It was, it was he knelt. It was reverence. Correct? So if, he's, if he's, he's reverent before him, he knelt down, and then he asked the Lord, he said, have mercy on my son. He didn't say, I need this right now. He asked. He was reverent. So I'm, I'm look, kind of looking at posture, and I have, to, I have to come to the conclusion that the father knew that there was an opportunity in that moment that if he reached out with true vulnerability, laid everything out, went in front of the multitude of people, his son could be healed. Okay? So let's move on. Chapter, or verse, verse 15. So the child, the child was demon-possessed. He says that. He's a lunatic. Sore vexed. He often falleth into the fire and often into the water. And I brought to thy disciples, and they could not cure him. Verse 17. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How shall I suffer you? Bring him hither to me. And Jesus rebuked the devil, and they reported out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. So the, the, the father knew, again, the father knew if he could get him to the Christ, he could be saved, he could be redeemed, he could be washed in the blood. Um, the child was demon-possessed. The demon that was possessing the child was forcing the child to fall into fire and water. I come to the realization that as a father, it is my responsibility, just as this father did, that if I know how to get my child to what provides redemption for him, whether it be sickness, demonic possession, whatever it may be, it is my mandate as a father to provide that to my child. Is correct? So... No matter what the circumstance looks like, don't grow tired, don't compromise, 
and fight through to reach out to your family and provide what you know the Spirit can give them. So, I'm, 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 I apologize, I'm going to rabbit trail for a minute, but Proverbs 13.22, a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. And I want to I want to focus on that for a minute because oftentimes if you knew, and I'll, I'll go ahead and say this. Man, now I see why you rabbit trail all the time. I'm all over the place. So I want to go ahead and get to this thought first. If you knew, how many of you fathers have children under the age of, of, say, 10 years old? Raise your hand. Under the age of 10 years old. Okay. If you knew that your, your home was going to be broken into, your child was going to be completely taken away from you, out of your home, kidnapped. Your response to that. Immediately, we're pulling a gun, we're coming at you, we're running you out, we're getting our kid back, right? Am I right? There's no father in this room that would deny me that, right? But it's funny to me that when we watch our children go down a path away from Christ and we watch Satan snatch our child from us, we don't fight with the same amount of warfare. Am I right? It's a scary thought. It's a scary thought. Because we should at all times view this as a war. He's after... If 95% of fathers got saved... If if, if a father gets saved and 95% of families can get saved from that father... Guys, we can't play around. So, moving on, moving on. If a a, a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children... In, in Scripture, we're taught everything is, I don't want to say everything's backward, but to gain or to reap, you have to sow. It's opposite of the world, right? So when I read, when I read Proverbs thirteen twenty two, a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children, I can't view that through the natural and say, as a father... It's my responsibility to leave my son a brand new car or a, an Ivy League education paid when I leave, right? I immediately go to legacy. That's where I go. So, so take carnal completely out of it. Take the materialism completely out of it and go straight to legacy. At the end of the day, fathers, when you are no longer here, there is no, I'll, I'll tell you right now, I would rather your child know your voice praying over them in the spirit at night than to be able to live in a 5,000 square foot house, have a new car when they graduate high school. Amen? They need to know that at the end of the day, you as a father are willing to push through the multitude and get them their victory. Get them to the only person who can provide that. So... I'll move on. As we're taught in Scripture through prophecy that if, if I'm blessed and I, I surrender myself to the Lord and I lay hands on my son, I can likewise pass that along, right? If, if I am in the Word, prayer, fasting, steadily, um, I, can, I can then speak blessings over my child. But we don't often look at it from the other side. So, for, so flip the coin with me. If your father is an alcoholic, 
does not love the Lord, beats beats your mom, likewise, that can be passed on. So I go back again. Fathers, 95%. At the end of the day, it's 95%. That if, if, if you're saved, your family is going to follow suit as you being the shepherd of the house. So, I want to I challenge, challenge fathers this morning not to become, not to grow weary. Guys, I know it's hard. Trust me, some of y'all know a lot more than I do. Some of y'all, some of y'all have got, you know... Five kids, no offense, Andy, at all. But I don't, know, I don't know how you do it. I'm serious. I don't know how you do it. And, and you know, granted, you know, Emmett, Emmett is eight and a half months old. And it's been, a, it's been an awesome eight and a half months, guys. It's been awesome. But I still find myself going, I, I don't have the energy to pray over him at night. You know, I'm serious. I'm like, I don't, I've, I've worked. I've, I, I don't have the energy to pray over him at night. And then when I start looking at, at a life of compromise, and if my, my father, my natural father, were to have let off on the accelerator of my life and given me this, y'all, y'all don't even know, given me this much room to backslide, I'm telling you. And, and it's a good example of that. It's a good example of that. I, I, for, for years I struggled because... You know, I had I had friends that they had this awesome testimony. Man, this awesome. I was on drugs. I was on drugs for 10 years. And, you know, the Lord restored my life. He put me in right standing with him. And, you know, they tell these, they tell these awesome stories. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, good for you. How do I win somebody to Christ? I'm serious, y'all. I'm serious. Because I... I and not to put any gain on me at all, but I never had an I never had an inch. I never had an inch. I if I hadn't thought about backsliding, I was getting rebuked. I'm not kidding. So, but I don't. Now looking at it, now looking at it, I'll be 25 into this month. I'm still young, y'all. I'm still baby. But at the looking at it, even from the the short life that I've had. Where would I have been if my father didn't push through the multitude? Amen? Came to the realization that, no, I haven't been on drugs. I don't have this awesome testimony to say that, you know, I was forsaken at four years old and this, that, and the other. But my testimony is that, dads, keep your foot on the pedal your kids because if you do they don't have to have that testimony my testimony is the grace of God kept me from ever being in sin from the standpoint of drugs alcoholism being away from the Lord that is my testimony and that's, I'm not saying it's easy because I definitely know it's not. Y'all, I'm learning every day. You ask my wife. I apologize more than I think any man in the world should ever have to. But, but a lot of it is God's teaching me that although I'm 
I'm strong in my faith and strong in what God's, God's given me and God's allowed me to know, I don't know it all. I don't. Y'all, I've never raised a kid before. And the responsibility of that is great. Um, that being said, no matter how hard it gets, I want to go back and think of the hunger that that father had for his family. That his child was afflicted and his child was possessed. And he knew that because of his hunger, he could push through that multitude and get his child into the redeeming power of Jesus. All right, was that not an awesome word or what? Come on. All right, well, I just I want to give a background on what I'm going to cover today because I just want to thank Pastor Ryan. Again, he's my father, but first I want to thank Pastor Ryan for giving us this opportunity. I can't thank him enough. He's given me the opportunity to chase after my calling, and, and I, I am so grateful of that, and I thank you, and I thank you for being my father and pushing me to this level to where I am today. So when he when he gave us the the opportunity and called us into his office, I guess it was three weeks ago or something like that. I'll just tell you where I was, a place in me personally. So I've I've always felt in my spirit the the call to preach, okay. And I was for for so many years I struggled because I was like I've I've seen where I've been through my life as a pastor's son. And it's tough, y'all, not not to put any any focus on us or say that we deserve special treatment. It's hard. And and I was like, God, are you sure? Are you sure this is what you want for me? This is this is scary. I don't I don't think this is this is what you want me to do. But it wasn't until this year, the the beginning of twenty sixteen, that God just began to just pound me over and over again with just chase, chase your calling. I'm like, that's not my calling. That's not me. That's not me. You're talking to the wrong person. And I've talked to a lot of people that have had that calling, and they do the same thing. So I was like, okay. Um, and and I just had, had months of just going forward and being like, all right, God, I'm, I'm in. I'm going to do it. And I was like, no, I don't think that's exactly what you want from me. Um, but it was, it was three weeks ago. I was sitting there before service, and I was praying. And I was like, okay, God, I want to put a fleece before you. And I want you to to show me without a shadow of a doubt by the end of this day that this is the calling you have on my life. Five minutes later, I go into Dad's office. <laughs> and he asked me to preach this Sunday. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, all right, okay. Can't argue with that. So I, I'm going to be honest. I struggled with this word because I'm not a father. And I was like, all right. Well, I, I I talked to Tyler, and he's like, well, I'm going to cover this and this and this and talk about just just a father being humble and coming forward to, to bring his son to, to Christ to be saved and be healed. And I was like, I don't I don't know what what that feels like because I don't know what it feels like to have a son that's a piece of me that I guard with everything. And I was like, all right, God, so you're going to have to do something. Give me give me something. So I've, I've been praying, and I was like, "All right, let's let's see let's see what you want want me to cover." 
and he brought me back to a, a, I guess it was a revelation that he gave me. This, the beginning of this year when we did our fast, um, I did the Daniel fast as normal, and then a, a few weeks later when we were making that big transitional shift in the church, I, I felt a, a stirring to do a full fast, and I'd never done that before. So I was like, "All right, God, you're gonna you're gonna stretch me. You're gonna you're gonna show me something," and I, I believed for it. So I, I was like, "All right, God, just 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 prepare me for this. Show me how long you want me to fast." And I was like, "Just just give me a word at the end of this that I know is from you." And I know a lot of us have have been at that point. And I got to about Thursday or Friday in into into the fast. And I don't know how many have fully fasted in here, but this is my first time. In the first couple of days, you're like, "I got this. This isn't so bad." I'm like, "I'm, I'm good. I'm not. I'm not hungry. I'm. I'm, I'm good." And that's, that's just how God works. Because I'll tell you, I got to about Thursday or Friday, and I was driving down the road, and I was like, oh. you, feel, you feel that in your stomach. You're like, okay, all right, I'm hungry. And I was like, you know how easy it would be to just stop and get a cheeseburger right now, and I'd be fine. I was like, okay, that sounds good. And I was like, no, Logan, get your mind back. I was like, well, the only thing I can do is I'm drinking liquids. So, so I drank, I drank a, a bottle of water that was in my truck like that. God spoke to me as clear as day as I've ever heard him in, in my entire life. And, and he said, let me be your source. Just let me be your source. And I was like, what, is, what does that mean? But I thought back, when, when your stomach is that empty, when it's that empty and you drink water, you'll feel it go down your throat and fill you up. Completely and totally full. And God was like, let me be your source. I was like, okay, well, what does that mean? And I had to pull over off the side of the road because I got hit with such a hard Holy Spirit bomb that I was like, okay. So I pulled off on the side of the road and I, I, I texted Dad. I was like, I don't know what's going on right now. He's like, just listen. just, just you, you just listen to what God's telling you. And it's, it's crazy. Um, I'm, I'm going to talk about hunger. That's, that's where I'm going with this. I'm talking about hunger because, like I said, I'm not a father and, and I don't know what the hunger is. To, to go go after God for my son, but I do know what the hunger is where I need my daddy, where I need my daddy. And that's, that's, that's the point where I was at, and that's what God showed me. So I was sitting there, and I was just praying and listening and weeping and just, just crying out and just having, having my time with the Lord. I pulled over at, at an exit and just sat in a parking lot and, and had my, my notebook, and God just began to pour out on me. And he's like, it's... It's time to get rid of this fast food fulfillment. And and what I mean by that is, like I said, when, when I was hungry, I was like, all right, we can stop and get a cheeseburger and I'll be set. I'll be set. But the thing with that is, is we can we can all agree. When when you eat, say say you're hungry throughout the day, I know I, I work a lot where I'm I'm in a service company, so I'm I'm always going. And I'll get get during the day and I'm like, All right, I need something something to eat. And it's so easy to stop at a gas station, get a bag of chips or something like that, and you'll be good. And and it's just link this together in the natural to the spiritual. You can grab, let's say we go to McDonald's and get a double cheeseburger, you can grab that and eat it and you'll be good. But we've all been there two hours later, you're like, all right, I need more. That that didn't fully satisfy me. And what what God was showing me, and, and it was awesome because I'd never I'd never heard something so direct to me before in my life. And it was like, all right, you can eat all this junk food, but you'll never fully be full. I was like, okay. 
So I'm sitting here just like, okay, God, you're, you're just blowing my mind right now, trying to write everything down he's given me. And when we were, when we were created by Christ, by, by God in heaven, we were created with, and, and I'm going to tell you the way that, that God showed me, and this, this is the way that, that it clicks for me, so I don't know if it will click for you. In our soul, we have a part of us that was designed to chase after and long for the fulfillment and have that hunger of the Holy Spirit. We were created with that. And, and I looked at that as the, the spiritual hunger, and, and I, I paralleled that with the, the natural hunger. So, so what God showed me is, like I said, the junk food we can put in and we'll, we'll instantly be full, but it won't be long-lasting. So what I'm saying is, if you link that to the spiritual, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to keep it close together so, so we don't get off track. But I, I firmly believe that if we look at it in the spiritual, the things that we get, when, when we're having that longing for the Holy Spirit, I know before I was filled, and, and even sometimes I had, I had times in my life where I struggled and, and didn't fully rely on God, and I, I always needed something to come in and fill that place. So I, I firmly believe, and God was showing me, is, is we, we go through this, this fast food fulfillment. And, and let's look at it in the spiritual. That's, that's firm, where I believe that so many people get hooked on drugs. And they get hooked on alcohol. They get on, hooked on pornography. They get, they get hooked on lust of the flesh, lust of money. They just get caught up in the world. And, and they need that to fill what God created for us. That's an open gift. I, I saw a lot of you guys, when, when you got, got called for, for your number for the Father's Day gift, you didn't act shy and say, Here, here's my ticket, I'll take my gift. You walking up and you're like, hey, give me my gift. The, the, thing that, the thing that's so great about that, God has given us an open gift. He's designed us to take, take the, the Holy Spirit. And, and I feel like so many times people get so confused with that, with the Holy Spirit. It's like, oh, that's... That's not for me. That was an axe. But it's like, no, it's it's everyday thing. And it's like, it would it would be rude if you got your name called today, your number called, and you came up and you said, I don't want that. How do you think our father feels when when we're when we're out there and we're like, I got I got my liquor bottle. I'm fine. I'm fine. I don't I don't need your Holy Spirit. I got this. This will fill me up. If it runs out, I go to the store and I get another. I'll go grab another cigarette. I'll go whatever it may be, whatever you're filling your spirit with. God's God's up there saying you're rejecting my gift. You're you're not taking what I designed for you to have. And and I was talking with Chase Ray this week, and it was crazy because I was struggling with this word, and I was like, God, is this is this really what you want? He called me. We were we were both working, coming home from work on Friday. We were both in tongues, crying and praying, and it was like it was like God just showed me and just built built more on top of it and I, I guess the the big thing that we have to focus on and I want to tie it back to Tyler is just the hunger because so often I, I know for me even because I, I, I'm going to preach out of my weaknesses and there's times where it's easy to go re, re, result, re, fall back into something else that you know is easy to get because to push forward and chase after the Holy Spirit and seek that every day, it's hard. We, we all know that it's hard, and it's, 
it's tough to do every day. It's so easy to grab something that that'll fast food fulfill you quickly. And and what what God showed me was if we if we look at it, I, I this this is the the point I had is. We have a fight between God's spiritual gift and Satan's stimulants. So we know from the word that, that we wrestle against principalities, powers, and rules of darkness. And we're always fighting that. So Satan knows the trigger points that we have that, that he will try to take. Because, like I said, we're designed in our soul. We've all felt it. If, we ha- if you haven't, you, you ask, we'll pray for you, and you'll feel that. <laughs> you'll, you'll feel that, and you'll get the fulfillment of that. But what I'm saying is, is ho- the, the Holy Spirit that's in there longing for you to come. Satan is equally coming from behind and saying, I can fill you with something that's easier. I can fill you with something that feels better. I'll fill you with something that you don't have to worry about how you're living. You can do whatever you want, and you'll still have the fa- same, same fulfillment. And I call it a synthetic anointing. Me and Chase were talking about it. It's a synthetic anointing. And and he 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 really he really helped me with this because I, like I said I was struggling and he was talking about how he drove by a liquor store and you see wine and spirits. Why do you think it's called spirit? That's what he showed me. I never thought about that. And I was like, holy cow! And why why is it a spirit? It's it's because it's a synthetic anointing and a synthetic fulfillment where you. I know for me, when I, I had an area where, where I guess, I, we'll just say I backslid, and I knew what it felt like to have the Holy Spirit and knew what I could do to have a fulfillment like that, but it was never long-lasting. You have 30 seconds of enjoyment, and you're, you're back to moping around and wanting more. So I just feel like what, what's the important thing to take from this is we're always battling between what Satan knows he can get us to fall back to and what the Holy Spirit is there and what God has designed for us. And if you can if you can go to John 6, verse 32, just say amen when you get there. I, I want to read something that just kind of stuck out in my mind. All right. I'll go, I'll go ahead and read it. All right. Um, it says, Then Jesus said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, Moses did not give you the bread from heaven, but my Father gives you the true bread from heaven. Now, what's the true bread from heaven? What, what does that mean? That, that's what I'm talking about is that, that fullness that you have. So, so we'll go a little bit deeper. Um, For the bread, God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Then they said to him, Lord, give us the bread always. What is, what is verse 34 saying? Then they said to him, Lord, give us the bread always. That's hunger. That, and that, that goes back to what Tyler was saying is, is that father got down and he got on my knees and he's like, God, I need you. I need you to heal my son. Have we ever personally been to the point where we were so hungry that we got down on our knees and we picked up the crumbs? That, that the bread that God has, a crumbs, is sufficient enough. We're not going to the, the liquor bottle. We're, we're, going, we're, we're satisfied with the crumbs of the Holy Spirit. And it says, And Jesus said to them, I'm the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. That, that's huge. Let's read it one more time. I'm the bread of life. 
He who comes to me shall never hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. That's huge. Let's give a cry for Christ for that. Come on. We, we, have, to, we have to be thank, thankful for that. Because so many times we take it for granted. We don't think about it. It's easy. I'll, I'll admit it. I don't, I don't think about how, how God, God has set forth this awesome gift. It's, it's so easy to take for granted. And until we have those hunger pains, and I, I did a study on what hunger pains means in the natural, and I'm going to read it. It says, pains in the abdominal region, which occur in the early stages of hunger and are correlated with contractions of the empty stomach. Okay, so if we think about that, we've all been hungry. I know at some point we've, we've all faced a hunger where on, on the natural level. And we feel the contractions and the rumble in our stomach. And God showed me this the same day. He said, the contractions you feel are the stirring from me for you to be filled. I'm going to say it again. The contractions that we feel are the stirrings from God for us to be filled. So we, we take, we take out, out the natural thought of hunger. And we think about the spiritual. What God wants to give us. And it's it's so great. Like we we have we have awesome fathers in this room, who who are hungry, and who I, I know that I've never been in a church where I've seen so many men on fire to see the next generation grow and to see their children grow. And same for the ladies. That come on, yeah. And and that was the thing is I I wanted this to be something we could all relate to. Because I knew where Tyler was going with this, and I knew where God was leading me with this, and we have an opportunity to 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 hear from. The, I, I believe firmly that this is a word from the Father for for everyone in here, not just fathers, and and not that this is what I wanted to do. This is what what God has just been pushing on me to do, and I, I guess the the main thing I want want everyone in here to take away from this is. Just, just think of it as a gift. We, we've read in the Bible and we've, we've seen the gifts of the Spirit. And like I said, I don't want, want that to be a nerve-wracking thing or a, a foreign term, the gifts of the Spirit, where you're worried, oh, that's speaking in tongues, whatever that is. There's gifts that God has for each and every one of us specifically. And, and I know me personally growing up, if, if there was anything I needed or anything I wanted... My, my dad would always say, I got you covered. And that stuck with me for a long time because we would go to the toy store and I'd be like, Dad, you got me covered? And he'd be, like, be like, yeah, I got you covered. But I didn't fully understand that our Heavenly Father has us covered. Every, every day he's saying, I've got you covered, son. Come to me. I'm the bread of life. I've, I've got your back. And, and it's, so, it's so amazing because if, on, on the natural level, if, if Dad came to me and he said, Logan, I want to give you something that you can walk throughout the rest of your life with. You'll never be hungry. You'll never have to worry about the opinions of people. You'll, you'll, never, you'll never go to a bottle of alcohol. You'll never, you'll never run to all of all these things that the world has to offer. And you'll ultimately have a terrific life if I said, I don't want it. I don't want that. I want to do my own thing. 
I want to chase after money. I want to chase after a career. I want to chase after a liquor bottle. I want to chase after sex. I want to chase after lust. I want to chase after all these things that Satan's put forward as stimulants to fill. How, how do you think he would fill? The, the father, because equally the, the hunger that we have for our father, he has for us. He's up there saying, I want my son to get up to an altar and I want him to just wrap his arms around me. So we have to think about that too. It's not just a, a one-sided equation. The Holy Spirit and, and, and the, the Trinity, God is up there saying, Son, come. Come. I want, you, I want you to just take everything I have for you to offer. And if there's anything you can take away from, from anything that... I'm not even going to say that I said, that, that God has said through me, that Christ has just given me, is not to take the hunger you feel for granted. Because when you get to the point, like I was saying when I was fasting, I was like, I don't, I'm good. I don't need food. I'm good. When you get to that point, that's a dangerous line to walk on. Because when you get to the point where you're saying, I'm good. I don't need anything. I'm fine. That's where Satan's sitting over in the corner saying, all right, I'm ready. Because you're vulnerable at that point. You're, you're, able for, you're open to spiritual attacks. And like, I just... If, if there's anything I can stress is to always keep that hunger. Keep the hunger alive in your spirit. There's, there's never going to be a moment where spiritually you're like, I've reached my peak. I've been there in the past. Where I was like, I've reached my peak. I, I know what God wants me to do. I've, I've got the spirit flowing in me. I'm good to go. But we never do. That's, that's, the, that's the dangerous territory because Satan knows. He knows. When, when we get to that point, we're up at the plateau and we're like, all right, I'm good. Nothing can, nothing can come against me. We, we've all been there. We've all been there. And, and I, just, I just want you to realize that we, there's always a next level we can go to. There's always a new area to climb to. And that's if we keep the hunger in our spirits alive and burning. So I'm, I'm going to close with that. And I just want to pray over everybody in here. If you feel led to come to the altar and, and just pray about hunger, about wanting, wanting to feel that hunger again, then I'll, I'm more than happy to pray with you. So I just, I just want, to, I want to pray for everyone here. God, we just come to you right now. We just thank you, Father, for, for just a hunger that you've given us. God, we, just, we thank you for you being in heaven, looking down on us, calling us sons and daughters. God, for you, you just coming forth and, and giving us the ultimate gift of salvation and a gift that we can take every day and run after you. God, I just ask that right now that, that every man and woman in here would just, you would search their spirit, Lord. God, that you would, you would meet them at a place where maybe they're struggling. Maybe they feel like they've got it all figured out. Maybe they feel that, that, that they've reached their peak. God, just search them. God, we're just asking for open hearts. God, let us develop a new hunger. Maybe we've had a hunger and we've had a drive, but God, take us to the next level right now. God, just come and search us. We, we speak against Satan's tactics of, of an artificial stimulant in which, in which comes against your spirit. God, we break it down every addiction in this house, anything. God, we speak against alcoholism. We speak against drug addiction, Father. We speak against all addictions that could come against the, the hunger and, and fulfillment that you have placed inside of us. 
Lord, we just come to you right now and we just ask that you just, you give us strength. God, give us strength every day to chase after you, Lord. Father, we thank you and praise you for it's in your name. Five Stones Church thanks you for listening to this message from Pastor Ryan Smith. For more information, events, and the latest news, consider connecting with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Together, we can awaken a generation.